What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Tuesday, January 14th, 2020, and you guys are listening to episode 432. How the heck is everybody doing? Welcome back to the show. Um, we're kind of back on schedule here after everything, uh, after all the holidays and shit, so uh, got a great show for you guys today. Going to talk about... Um, Going to talk about a couple things going on in sports. Nothing nuts. Um, of course, I have an unacceptable, which involves food, which involves food this time. Um, I'm going to talk about a uh, Broadway play, which uh, my wife and I had a really good laugh at, even though it's a serious play. So I will talk about that. Just talk about, uh, I'll read a couple things from you guys. You guys are uh, unacceptable. It's got an announcement to make on the podcast. So, you know. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you may be, uh, TVE uh, episode 432. Guys, I'm going to make the announcement right now because tickets are now available. I will be doing um, another live podcast um, the first of the year, and I will be doing this once a month. Um, But the first one is at 7.30 at the stand in the upstairs room. The upstairs room is where they do a lot of the podcasts. Um, that is February 4th, okay, 7.30, upstairs, and I believe, let me just make sure, I believe it's a Tuesday, it's a Tuesday night, what else are you going to do at 7.30 on a Tuesday? By 8.30, 9 o'clock, you're done on a Tuesday, and it's a great time, all right? But uh, it is Tuesday, February 4th, 7.30, upstairs at the stand, tickets are available right now. Uh, on the stands website, I will also be posting a link on all my social media today, but get tickets. It's a small venue, probably about 60 or 70 people. And my very, very special guest, I'm proud to announce, um, my special guest for this one is Dom Lombardozzi, monster actor. If you guys saw the Irishman, he played fat Tony Salerno. If you guys seen the wire, if you guys have seen, um, power. I mean, he's just, you name it. And Dom is, is he's in the new Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson movie. He's just a monster actor. If you guys watched a Bronx tale years ago, he was 15 years old and he was the gun salesman in a Bronx tale. And Chaz Palminteri put him up against the wall and said, what are you doing? You're going to get us all fucking pinched and threw him on the, you know, slapped him or whatever, or threw him and said, get out of here and all that stuff. So Dom has been doing this for a very long time. And uh, I got to tell you, this guy stole some scenes with monster actors, including De Niro and Pesci. Um, So we're going to be talking acting. We're going to be talking show business. We're going to be talking life. We're going to be talking everything. New York, uh, gangster movies, the whole deal. It's going to be a great night. Uh, Come out to the stand. A beautiful venue. Ton of drinks, food, all that stuff. And you could watch a very, very special uh, TVE live Verzi effect. So get your tickets now. They're $15 online. They're going to go quick. So if if you're in New York and you want to do it, I would get them sooner than later because the club already posted it and the club already does their own sales. So jump on that. I want you guys to get there um, and be in in there. It's a really cool spot. Uh, Don't know if we're going to have surprise guests or other guests pop on the show, but for sure, obviously me and Dom Lombardozzi. Check that out. Tickets on sale right now. Go get those. Okay, and that is the 4th of February, which is Tuesday. Now, um, I wanted to talk about my unacceptable right out of the gate because I saw it online 
and it's just sacrilegious, it's disgraceful, it's awful, and we're just going to get right into it. Guys, you got to stop putting fruit on pizza, okay? I understand pineapple pizza with ham, people love it, Hawaiian pizza, it's a sin, but I get that since that's been out long enough, people have grown accustomed to the taste. So, not that I'm giving it a pass, even though I do like pineapple on its own, I like pineapple by itself. I like pineapple for, you know, maybe in the morning with a cup of fruit, stuff like that. Got to keep it off um, sauce, bread, and cheese. But since that's already been there, that's not the unacceptable. The unacceptable is this new fad, which is online, and it's kiwi on pizza. Okay? Can we just stop? Can we seriously just stop? What's next? I'm telling you, what's next? You're going to have some like vegan restaurant, some crazy restaurant trying to do oh, strawberry. Did you try our strawberry and our blueberry pizza? Nobody gives a shit. All right. I'm going to wait for my cup of fruit to eat that shit. I'm not going to put it on a pizza. Okay. Pizza is sauce, cheese, bread, and certain proper meats like sausage, like meatball. Okay. I'll give you, you know, onions and peppers. Fine. That's fine. Okay, pepperoni all day. I'll give you all that stuff. It's amazing. Mushrooms, I'm not the biggest fan, but okay. Anchovies, not all the time. It's super salty, but I get it. I've had it sometimes. It's delicious, in the right mood, whatever. Okay, you got to stop cutting up tropical fruits and throwing them on a slice. It's just unacceptable. You cannot do it, period. All right, that's it. I saw the picture of it and I saw the kiwi on it and I was just like, think about that. Think about a nice freshly sliced green kiwi and then just putting it on top of Joe's pizza. It fucks up Joe's pizza and it fucks up the kiwi. You cannot do it. It's disgusting. There's the unacceptable for um, 4.32. And if anybody wants to argue it, please, I will fight this to the death. I will fight this to the death. Um, that is my unacceptable. Um, here is another unacceptable, and then I'll get to what you guys wrote in. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed by this, but at the same time, I, it, it's not a hundred percent my fault. So here's what happened. I take my wife to the city last week and we go and we see, um, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, with Ed Harris on Broadway. And it was fantastic. Uh, really fantastic. We ate at this restaurant, Sardi's. Uh, which was good, you know, it was good, but I made a mistake. The thing that they're known for, um, which is like these pasta crepes with like veal and meat and this sauce on them, which was unbelievably outrageous, um, so delicious, that was great. Then I kind of went with something that was not one of their regular things, it was a chicken dish, and it was good, but not incredible. But it was good. It was good. But to, they did tell me, oh, this is kind of new on the menu. We're testing it out. So I can't, the, the restaurant was good. It's just that was, I, that was my fault. That was a rookie move that I made. Um, but then we go in and we go to see Ed Harris starring in To Kill a Mockingbird. And um, obviously most of you people know the story about To Kill a Mockingbird. But the funny part of this was, by the way, the theater was very, very small and tight. Like, where your seats are to the street are like 20 feet. Like you walk in off the street and you're, you're in the theater. And um, ironically, after the guy that was kicking my seat in Uncut Gems, which I'm going to get into that, by the way, because Sandler got fucked. But anyway, um, remember I said there was a guy sitting kicking me. There was this moose behind me and he was trying his best to not nudge the seat. 
but he was just so big that he was nudging it. And then I, I, I went from anger going, oh my God, here we go again to realizing the guy was doing everything in his power to not do it. And then during intermission, I looked at the size of this moose and it's, it's incredible that he didn't just rip the whole front row in front of him. I can't believe how this man sat through this thing. Okay. I mean, this looked like a, uh, this looked like an offensive lineman from Wisconsin or Nebraska, you know, sitting in a child's like, like car seat. I mean, it was, this guy was overflowing out of this thing. And he must have held his breath the whole thing because um, for how big he was, he should have broken my back, and he didn't, even though I did feel him. Um, but we're watching it, and I, this is obviously spoiler alert, so you can fast forward. But in the movie, um, towards the end of the movie, the bad guy goes after the lawyer's kids to like kill and hurt the kids. And the brother and the sister are walking home from something from school. And the brother, like, tells the sister to run. And he gets into it. And they're fighting. And there's this whole thing. And he falls down. And there's a knife involved. And his arm breaks and all that stuff. But then this mysterious man out of nowhere picks him up and carries him home. And takes him home. And they find the bad guy stabbed to death. And the guy's name is Boo uh, Radley is, is like this this guy that they talk about throughout the play, but nobody ever saw him because he's always always in his house. He's always staying in his house. He's not doing anything. And he's the one that kind of helped the, the brother, picked the brother up, brought him home, laid him in the bed after this big fight. And the bad guy, apparently there was a knife in him. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so... The story goes that obviously the guy that nobody's ever seen throughout the, 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 the story, he comes out of the night, out of the shadows, saves the day, kills the bad guy, and takes the hurt brother home. But the way, <laughs> don't judge me on this, but the way, and my wife goofs on me now forever, which is hilarious, but the way, I think I got distracted for a second, okay? And the way that they were describing it, I was like, well, wait a minute. The, the 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 sister fell in this costume and then the brother and the guy got into it and fell and he hurt his arm and the knife went into the thing. So like towards the end, I just look at my wife and I go, wait, the brother did it, right? And my wife just looks at me almost embarrassed and she goes, no. And obviously it's the guy that came in at the end. <laughs> but like I just, for one second, I got confused and I was like, wait, did, did that? And she goes, no. And then she goes, Paul, we'll talk about this outside. And afterwards, she goes, I got embarrassed. She goes, I thought somebody looked back at you when you said the brother did it, which is so ridiculous. Because And it's known that the brother didn't do it. But I felt like, did an actor screw up the way they described it? Okay, it screwed me up. And then I'm like, Paul, you were probably thinking about something else because your stupid creative mind is always going and you're always thinking. And you probably just, like, when the whole you know, the whole fight happened and the brother fell down and the knife ended up in the guy and the brother was hurt and this mysterious guy takes the hurt brother to bed. I'm thinking like my mind, I then I like snapped in late. And uh, so my wife always goofs on me and says like, you watch that like classic historic story that everybody knows and you still fucked it up at the end. Um, but, you know, I still say the way they described it during that performance was was confusing. But uh, yeah, unacceptable on my part. We had a good laugh. But in all seriousness, guys, I am not a Broadway guy. Okay, I'm not a play guy and I'm not a Broadway guy. And I'm especially, especially not a musical guy. Okay, one of my jokes on stage is um, I said that play Rent was so bad by the end of it, I was glad the kid was sick. All right, just because there's not going to be a sequel to that thing. Uh, I hate it. I hate the singing. I hate the, you know, we saw Elf at Madison Square Garden. It stunk. 
Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I saw the the Harry Potter, the Cursed Child. It was good. Like the visual effects were spectacular, but I just, you know, I just could do, do without it. You know, Lion King, good. But then after the whole thing, it's like, you know, the story, you get what they're doing. It's like after a while, it's enough. It's costumes and singing is what it is. But To Kill a Mockingbird was basically like watching a movie in front of you. Okay, there was no music. There was no singing. There was just obviously sound effects during certain intense parts, during sad parts, emotional parts, just like a movie has background music. But other than that, you're just watching a drama. You're watching a crime drama, who did it, what's going on, trial movie in front of your face. I absolutely loved it. One of my favorites. Um, and I would say that if you ever want to go on a date and you want to take somebody to a play and see something really, really dope, really good, go see this play. Ed Harris is great. You guys know Ed Harris. He was the bad guy in, uh, he's been in a ton of things. He was in A Beautiful Mind. He was the bad guy in The Rock. He was in, um, he was in, what was the one with, uh, Viggo Mortensen? Um, he, he just, you know, Ed Harris, but he was amazing in it. And um, the acting was superb. Multiple actors were just fantastic. So, um, yeah, I got a little embarrassed for a second there when I had a little brain fart at the end. But, um, no, the story's fantastic. The acting is fantastic. And uh, me and my wife had a good laugh when she was like, I just wanted to talk about it outside because people were looking back at you. Um, How dumb is that? That at the end I go, wait a minute, the brother did it? Or... See the movie, though. Uh, I mean, see the play. There is a movie from, like, 1962, the original. and then. Um, but the play is fantastic, so I would check that out. If you're in New York, it's a great date night. You could go. We had great seats right on the floor. And uh, that's what I did. That was a Christmas gift. You want to know why? Because I'm not buying socks and boots and bags anymore. Because that's all shit my wife can buy. So uh, my new shit for uh, gifts is giving somebody an experience. A vacation, a play, a game, a, a concert. That's that's the new. That's what I'm doing. So uh, great play, unacceptable by me at the end. Let's read what you guys wrote in. By the way, you guys are listening to episode four thirty two. Um, this one is from Ryan, and Ryan's uh, subject title here is Bagel Bitch. Bagel Bitch says, hey, Paul, this one is a little long, so if you don't want to read it on the show, I totally understand, but if you have a sec, it would be cool if you wrote me back and shared your opinion. No, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Not bad. It's not that long. Uh, All good if you don't have time, though. I have time, buddy. I have time for you, Ryan. You're a fan. Um, I'll preface this by saying that I am pretty sensitive sometimes and take things way too personally, but not always. Totally depends on my mood. I'm the same way. But in comedy, you got to be able to learn to not take things personally. It took me a really long time. Because comedy is like, no, 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 no. And then all those same people that say no, they're like, oh my God, I love you. You're one of my favorites. And then you're like, oh, okay, it wasn't personal. It's just, it's bullshit. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's a Sicilian thing, but I am definitely, I have that, like, what did he say? What My kids are here, you know? Uh, so I went out. All night drinking, had zero sleep, well, that'll make you take it personally, and went to a bagel store to get an egg sandwich the next day. Me and my girlfriend went to a bagel store we don't usually go to, and my regular one closes uh, early afternoon. 
we went to this new place after three on a Sunday. Seeing that this place was still open, I went in hoping that they weren't about to close and still had fresh bagels left. Um, now bear in mind when I don't sleep, I am in a total daze and feel almost drunk or like I'm on something. Definitely not clear headed and alert. Uh, and I can't drive. Okay. I fully acknowledge, uh, that what I did next was hilariously absent minded and stupid. But like I said, I was in a total daze of no sleep and coming off probably a dozen drinks over the course of a long night and morning. We walk into the bagel store and in my sleepless stupor, um, <laughs> I went straight for the counter and managed to completely miss the very obvious uh, selection of bagels that was behind the counter uh, and slightly to the right of me. Uh, there was a few people in there late teens to early 20s working behind the counter. I walk in and say, do you have bagels? This bitch proceeds to start laughing in my face, not answer me, and actually turn around and walk into the back laughing. I instantly realized <laughs> that uh, they did indeed have ba they did indeed have bagels left. Yeah, you were hammered and tired. Do you have bagels is just... Do you have bagels is like either you're just, you're either about to fall asleep or you're just hammered, blacked out and don't even really know where you are. Somebody just mentioned it's a bagel place. Now I understand that they took this, uh, they took this the same as somebody walking into a subway and asking if they serve sandwiches, which is totally fair on their part. But my only beef is how unprofessional and rude what she did was. I said to my girlfriend for... All she knows, I could be autistic or mentally challenged, which I'm not, but how would she know? And if I was, she would have looked like a total asshole. What kind of normal person who isn't on no sleep and delirious would ever ask that question? Uh, what kind of normal? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, the proper way to handle this, in my opinion, would be uh, to be professional and say, yes, we do have bagels left. We have everything, poppy, sesame, etc. cetera. Uh, what would you like? Not laugh in my face and literally turn around, walk away without saying anything and embarrass me. So fucking rude. I bitched out and ended up telling her that we were on no sleep and had a long night so I didn't look so dumb. If I was well rested, I probably would have just laughed it off. Again, probably an overreaction on my part, but still I think it was unacceptable. My girlfriend disagreed and I just thought it was funny. Well, Ryan, uh, <coughs> in the employee's defense, and normally I don't do this, okay? Normally you know that I'm usually with the the people, but the bagel store was opened. <laughs> okay. The bagel store was opened at the time you went in there and there was a lot of bagels and you got to understand from the employee standpoint, all she does and deal with is in bagels. So now she's in a store that's open selling bagels. There's bagels behind her and you come in either half hammered, hung over or exhausted and say, do you have bagels? And she probably bursted out laughing and I got to give her another point. Maybe she went in the back because she realized it was unprofessional, but she, she had to, it, she just had to get away from it. So, um, I know what you're saying. 
you're saying like, wow, like what if I was, what if I had like a mental disorder and then she laughed in my face? Maybe she just saw the look on your face. You looked exhausted. You looked a little out of it and then saying that, and maybe it's the way she amused herself. I mean, and she also works in a bagel place on a Sunday, not the greatest gig. You probably gave her a little bit of relief, uh, comic relief at that time. So I would say, I got to say, it's not that unacceptable, okay? You know, because like if I was working at a movie theater and somebody walked in and it was open and like, yeah, you guys got movies in here? You guys got anything playing around here? I would, I would, I would probably fall to the floor laughing. So um, I appreciate you writing in. That really is hilarious, but I got to give it to her on this one. You walked into a bagel place that was open on a Sunday with bagels in front of your face and you said, do you have bagels? Hard not to laugh at that, um, but it is very funny. Thank you for the uh, submission. Okay, this one is uh, from Jesus. Jesus says, um, unintentionally following somebody. This is based on mine. This is based on mine uh, last week when uh, these guys were kicking my seat and next thing you know, I find myself behind them in line at a Taco Bell drive-thru, which I didn't want to be at. Uh, Hey, Paul, listened to you tell the story of some asshole hitting the back of your seat at a movie theater and then you, at the beginning, unintentionally followed them, triggered me. Uh, Laugh my ass off, just kidding. I don't use that word, only idiots do. Anyway, I some, uh, anyway, sometime last spring, I was on my way to school And I was, wait, I was on my way to school and I was low on gas. As I pulled up to the gas station, I spotted an open pump. Some douche in a BMW sped across the gas station and beat me to it. That's annoying. Uh, Almost hitting a couple of cars that were already pumping gas. We made eye contact uh, and I'm not sure if he smirked at me or if my lunatic brain was playing tricks on me just to get me to fight this guy. I ended up circling the gas station a few times until a car finally left. I got gas and got on the freeway. When I was nearby the exit to my school, I saw the BMW that beat me to the pump. So I um, intentionally missed my exit and followed him. I've been there, buddy. And it's scary, but go ahead. Um, Followed him. I ended up following him downtown and parked about 100 feet away from him. I saw him get out and walk into a restaurant. I love this story already. This is fantastic. I noticed that he was wearing an all black. He was wearing all black and had dress shoes on, giving me the impression that he worked there. I waited 10 minutes and walked in. Turns out that this guy is a host at a restaurant. um, And when he saw me, he was stunned. I smiled at him, ordered something small to go. When he gave me the food, all I said was, so you work here, huh? To which he didn't respond at all. It feels good to put some fear in somebody without facing any charges, Paul. I'd love to hear more stories about you either losing your shit or almost losing your shit as it gets, uh, as it lets me know I'm not the only psycho out there. Thank you, Jesus from California. Jesus, I love this, Okay. And here's the thing. Now, if that guy would have clipped somebody, clipped a child, clipped somebody's car, hit somebody, right? And really done damage because he was in a rush. And think about it. What's the most he's going to wait for somebody to pump his gas? The most he's going to wait is what? I pump my gas in probably within three to five minutes. Um, And you took that and you, you know, and maybe, maybe he did smirk. Now, 
I will say this. Um, taking the high road, taking the high road and just letting somebody, I learned, I've learned this. I really have learned what I'm about to say. And I, and I, I truly believe this in my heart. We've talked about it on the show before. Karma is going to come around. Whatever relationship you have with somebody, they earned it. Okay. If you're not close with your mother or father and you're in your thirties, forties, or fifties, they earned that relationship with you. If somebody is a dick and they don't get it right in their face at the beginning, in the end, they will. I believe that. So sometimes you might be the person to give the karma back, but sometimes that's not the case. Um, I really believe in this 100%. I, you guys remember, and I'm not joking, and I'm actually like, it made me feel like I was a good judge of character. And I don't mean any disrespect to anybody in Houston. I got fans in Houston. I was there last year, and hopefully I'm going back. But I could not stand the Houston Astros manager. And then he got suspended for a year, and then a day after he got suspended for a year, they fired him. You want to know why? Because he was a smug, little, smirky asshole, and he was a fucking cheater. And what really made me not like the guy was there was a home run that happened in Yankee Stadium last year against them. And he was like, eh, it's just annoying that their right field is like that. That home run shouldn't even really count or all this stuff. And he was a smug little prick, right? And I remember just not liking him. And then what happens? And then we're watching me and Ray Romano at an amazing wedding. Shout out to the Rose Gardens. We're watching... Um, the, the, the ALCS game seven in Houston at this wedding, trying not to be rude, but Ray had it on. We're watching it. And what happens? One of their best hitters hits a home run in extra innings or in the ninth inning against one of our best pitchers. And then it's like, wow, it's great time to be an Arizona Astros. I mean, uh, uh, Arizona um, I mixed up Arizona with Astros, a Houston Astros fan. It's a great time to be a Houston Astros fan. Wow. They, they're going back to the world series. And then you find out, no, they installed cameras in center field and they've been stealing signs. And some of the best hitters in baseball have known what pitches were coming. And then this guy gets suspended and now he's disgraced. And now he got fired. So he was a smug guy. I knew he was a smug guy. He made little bitchy comments that he was upset and argued things. Meanwhile, he's cheating the whole time. Now he's completely, he's just out of baseball. He's, a, he's, he's disgraced and he got fired. Now maybe you're saying, Paul, that's harsh. You're just saying that because they beat the Yankees. Guys, before they beat the Yankees, I was like, there's something about this guy. He's a little goody two-shoes bitch who's complaining about Yankee Stadium's right field. And just something felt goody two-shoes about him. Like something, you know, is always a problem with this asshole. And guess what? Look what happened. Karma is a bitch. Now, I'm not saying that if you went into this restaurant and kicked the shit out of this BMW guy, it would have been karma. It would have been, if he almost hit you and did smirk, it would have been nice, but I love that he was stunned. But here's why you got to be careful with things like this. And I only tell this story, I only tell this story to, if because if this could save one person's life, you know, I had one of my, uh, one of my brothers had road rage once and he like freaked out. He started punching his own car and shit like, and road rage is a real thing. But um, years ago when I was younger, maybe high school or getting out of high school, like towards around that time and rest this person's soul. But there was a road rage incident with a guy and another uh, two guys on, on uh, route 84 in uh, the Hudson Valley. 
and they pulled over and one guy took out a gun and shot the guy twice. And the guy shot, called up and called up an ambulance for himself, called 911 and then they found him dead there. So you got to really be careful because if somebody's willing, you got to look at it like this. If somebody's willing to do something crazy and then they get called on, on, on it, they could also do something crazy again. So my suggestion is be careful, but I do love, I do love that you did what you did. And, um, cause, cause now it will make, and I, and I know that, it, I know that this sounds nuts. And my wife always says, Paul, one of your biggest, one of my biggest flaws is that I get defiant and I like to push harder after somebody pushes me. Um, I've told you guys many times on the show, I'm the type of guy where if you hurt me on a scale of one to 10, if you hurt me at a three or a four, I want to completely destroy you and your family at a 27. And it's a bad thing. And I've, I've, I'm learning as I get older to not do that. But if that guy who kicked my seat in that movie theater thinks twice next time he's in a packed theater about kicking somebody's seat because he got followed... Or if this guy who almost hit somebody in a gas station because he was in a rush to get to work doesn't do it and maybe saves somebody and you scared him a little bit, then I'm all for that. So um, there you go. Karma's a bitch, but what goes around comes around is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Um, okay, so let's see. Let's see uh, how much time do we have left. Where are we? Okay, we're at about a half hour. Good timing. We're at uh, good timing. Um, what did I want to talk about here? Yes, the start of the year. Um, I'm going to be going out to Los Angeles, probably the end of February. Uh, I'm going to be looking to get on some shows. I'm going to also be getting on some podcasts and I'm going to be plugging some dates out there. So, um, if you listen to this and you're out there, um, I will make that announcement and let you guys know where I'm at. Um, you know, what's funny about show business and about like what we do, it's all about restaurants and eating. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, the, the, the older you get in show business and the more that you're in this, it's just what restaurant did you go to? Which one's the hardest to get into? Did you make reservations? What's the rating of it? I've talked about restaurants, lunches, dinners with industry people, managers, agents, and comedians more than anything. We were literally sitting down at the stand the other night going, that place is a six-month wait, but I know somebody who could get in. The food is incredible. And then somebody else goes, no, 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 no. But I'm going to tell you where the food is better. The food is better at this place. It's not, no, but I know, listen, so-and-so's uncle told me, and it just turns into this. I mean, you got guys yelling at each other. Who's got the best fried calamar? Yelling at each other. Um, it is so funny. And the other thing, okay, the other thing is... Who's going to pay the bill, all right? Who's going to pay the bill is a big one. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something right now, and I know you're probably going to laugh, especially if you know me and you've been listening to this show, all right? I know, and my friends always joke about it too. I I'll pick up a fucking, I like to pick up a tab if, if you, every once in a while you got to pick up a tab. I don't like those people that take, take, take. You got to pick up a fucking tab, okay? But I've gotten into fights now. Giannis Pappas and I, Okay, uh, Giannis is out in L.A. with Chrissy D. Do History Hyenas. Great podcast. Check out their podcast, History Hyenas. It's blowing up. It's great. But they're out in L.A. And when Giannis and I go eat, there's an actual, there's arguments to the point where it gets, it gets a little crazy on who's going to pay. So one time I went in and I gave the credit card first. And I said, I gave the credit card first. And the, the bill just came. And he's like, let me get some money. I go, no, no, I got it. And he goes, uh... 
He goes, no, why'd you do that? Why'd you give your card? No, you can't do that. That's not fair. You can't do it. And it turned into a thing. I told you that one story where me and him were literally arguing in a restaurant about who's going to pay loud. The whole restaurant's listening to us. We'll get, and while we were arguing, screaming, my wife ends up paying. And then it comes back and we looked at each other dumbfounded. And then we all hysterically started laughing because we got, we got loud like that. So yeah, all, all you talk about in this, like once you're doing it for a long time, <laughs> is what restaurant, who's going where. What restaurant's the hardest to get into? What restaurant's got the best fried calamar? What restaurant's Italian food is the best? You know, who paid last time? Who doesn't pay? Oh, and that's the other like underground little silent conversation people have is there's always a friend in a pack who doesn't pay. There's always a friend in the pack who either he counts the amount of friends that go and he's like, oh, there's six of us. I don't have to pay to the seventh time and maybe I'll get out of that one. There's always that guy. There's always that guy. There's always a shitty friend. Let's be honest. There's always, you know, there's always the guy that goes to the bathroom. There's always the guy who looks at the looks at the receipt to find out what he paid because his meal might have been $6 less. I mean, these are despicable people. But uh, you, you just don't do that. You just don't do that. Do you know what I mean? You can, listen, I'm not saying you have to pay and if you can't afford it and stuff like that. I, I understand that. But I'm talking about when you go out with a certain group of friends, you just know what it is, right? If you go out with the same couple you've been going out with, if you go out with the same, you know, and some people have the agreement like, oh, well, you know what? We're going to split it down the middle. You know, I give my card, you give your card every time. That's fine. That's fine too. I'm talking about people that get the, get the bill, they itemize it, they, they're like, I paid three times ago. It's not my turn. Like people that make it a thing, that, that's a character thing, I think. I do. I actually really believe that. You know, I like to pay a fucking tab. I know that that sounds funny. I don't mind, you know, when somebody's good to you and somebody takes care of it. Every once in a while, you pull out your card and go, hey, you know what? This is on me. Have a good time. Let's enjoy it. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Now let me do this. But then there's the taker, the taker. What could I get? What could I get? What could I get? What could I get? You know. And uh, that's what it is. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I'm Italian and Greek. And uh, I'm a Mediterranean guy that likes to take pick up a tab every once in a while. I don't... <laughs> you know, it's funny. I went to my... I went to my pharmacist today. I went to, to our, my family's pharmacist which is at this uh, CVS in Westchester. One of them is a CVS in Westchester, right? And the pharmacist lady knows me, and she's a, she knows me in comedy and stuff. She goes, oh, my God, I saw you on Channel 5 and blah, 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 and we're talking, and she's, like, really excited that I'm Greek. She doesn't care that I do She just, this is what it is with Greeks, okay? And I wish Giannis was here because we've talked about it before. Like Jews, okay, Jews love to be with Jews, they want to marry within Jews. Italians do too, but I think Greeks are closer to Jewish where they want to... A Greek wants to be with a Greek. A Jew wants to be with a Jew. Italian wants to be with Italian, but they can they can go off. It's not like... It's not like with the devastation. My grandparents rest their souls, all of them. My grandparents, when my Greek grandparents met my Sicilian grandparents, my Greek grandmother went into a room and started crying. 
because she just couldn't believe that my mother was going to marry into an Italian, Greek, Sicilian family instead of a Greek family. She just couldn't handle it. So it is a very true thing that Greeks want very, very much so to be with Greeks. So the the pharmacy, the lady in the pharmacy goes, oh my God, I saw you on Channel 5 and my husband was sitting next to you. I was like, oh, I know that comedian is, you know, he comes in and, and blah, blah, blah. And, and he's Greek. He's Greek. And, uh, and I started to laugh and I go, it's funny how Greeks just want everything to be Greek. Anything, my grandmother was the same way. I used to do a bit where my grandmother saw Lionel Richie singing and she goes, he's great. He must be Greek. Um, the, like Greeks just want to believe that everything great is Greek. Everything came from Greek. And she told me today that her father was arguing with somebody. Her Greek father was saying and trying to tell people that pizza came from Greece and Greeks were the first people to make pizza. And there, she's like, dad, that's just not true. And we had a good laugh about it, but that's what Greeks do. Greeks are very much, um, you know, Greeks are very much into that. I know, I don't know, I know like the Puerto Rican, Dominican thing, there's an issue there, but if you're a culture listening to this, and I know I got people in Croatia, matter of fact, I think my pharmacist is married to a Croatian, but um, I know I got people listening in, in um, over the pond, I got people in Ireland, I got people in Croatia, I got people all over Europe. Let me know if there's another culture that's as big as, like I said, you know, Jewish, Greek, um, Italian, let me know if there's another where it's like, if you marry out of it, it's a very, very big problem. Very big problem. Um, because I just find that really funny that it's like a disgrace to the family if you don't do that. If you really think about how silly that, that really is. Um, and it couldn't, it couldn't be more ridiculous, actually. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what else is going on, guys? The national championship last night. Uh, Donald Trump was there. People went wild. Not going to talk about that. Uh, you know, presidents have been going to college games forever. I don't know what the big, how could he get cheers? How could he get cheers at a game? I'm like that, you know, that's all over the news right now. Vince Vaughn is being criticized for chatting up the president. Actor Vince Vaughn was at the game last night. Okay, just there watching the game with, with probably some other actors and buddies. I have friends who were there who know Vince. And Vince just ran into President Trump and they talked and it seemed like they talked for two minutes, shook hands, walked away, and now Vince Vaughn is being criticized and nobody knows what they even talked about. Like, I just don't understand. I don't know. Now you can't even talk to somebody. Now you can't even, like, and, and here's the other thing. What if the president said, hey, I like his movies. I just want to come over and say that I like his movies. What if it has zero to do with politics? Does anybody ever think about that? Does anybody ever think that like it could be like, hey, here's a big profile movie star and the president's here and they kind of want to meet each other and, 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 and say one thing or the other. And now all of a sudden this guy could lose money now? This guy could lose money? I was like, I just don't understand. They weren't talking policy. They weren't talking anything. You know, I don't know. I just feel like... You know, if you don't know anything, what the hell does that mean? It's crazy. It's just, I don't know. To me, that just seems like a little nuts to me. You know, I mean, if, listen, if you're sitting there and hanging out, you know, having a big laugh, eating popcorn with Harvey Weinstein, that, you know, that's one thing. 
I, I get that. It's like, dude, what, you know, Bill Cosby raping women for three decades or something like that. You're sitting there, you know, hugging, but if the president just says, hey, I like your movies, man. Good to see you. Nice, uh, you know, because what's Vince Vaughn going to do anyway? Ah, fuck you, you orange prick. Like, no, they're not going to do that at a game around like Secret Service anyway. So I just didn't understand that. But when I read that he was being criticized for talking to the president and it looked like it was a two second thing, I'm just like, what's the media doing, dude? Don't, don't. Don't try to ruin somebody's career or try to hurt somebody's career uh, because of a quick interaction. You know, what do you want the guy to do? What if he didn't like him? Punch him in the face for it? It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know who does make me laugh, though? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders makes me laugh because every time I see him, he just he just has that. I don't know what it is about his face. He looks exhausted. He just looks exhausted like he just woke up and a little angry every time you see him. Every time you see Bernie Sanders exhausted, look at him. I'm telling you, you're going to think about this next time. Look at his face. Look at the side white hair that he's got in all different directions. And he looks like somebody just gave him a parking ticket that he tried to talk his way out of and just still got it. And they still handed it to him. And then, and then he had to walk away. And then he went to a podium right from the ticket from the outside. He walked in and, and that's what he looks like all the time. It's fucking hilarious. Um, let's get into some sports picks uh, and then we will uh, do some plugs and we'll get out of here. Guys, you're listening to uh, episode uh, 432. Uh, TVE. Cats getting wild. Kids about to get off the bus. My day's about to change um, for the better. Um... Guys, what could you say? Green Bay Packers, I had them. I picked it. As a matter of fact, my pick was Green Bay 29, Seattle Seahawks 28, and it ended up, look at the score. Look what the score was. I actually won money with that. We did a thing at the house where everybody throws in money, and you take the team you think is going to win and what the score is going to be, and whoever's difference is the closest gets the money. I picked Green Bay before the game, 29, Seattle 28. Look at the score. Okay, I did have the Texans wrong. I thought that I thought that uh, I picked against the spread. The spread was 10. I thought that the Chiefs were going to win, but not by 10. I thought the Chiefs were going to win by three. The Chiefs won big with a huge comeback. They were down 24 nothing and they won big. So that's a great, great win for them. Um, Niners look great. And the Tennessee Titans beating Baltimore. What could you say? We were at the stand at a table and it was me. It was Giannis Pappas. It was Francis Ellis from, um, you guys know Francis Barstool, stand-up comic. Stavros, uh, the other, my Greek, uh, Greek uh, comedian from Baltimore. And the stand was nice enough to get us an iPad that was playing the game on the iPad. And Stavros is from Baltimore. And they're bringing us food and we're sitting there just waiting to go on, you know, some of us had shows downstairs. Some of us had shows upstairs, a couple shows. And in the meantime, they're just bringing us pizza and they're bringing us food and we're watching the game. And Stavros lost his mind. Watching somebody who's talking shit about their 14-2 and team winning it and having this great quarterback who's going to win MVP, watching the meltdown in front of us. He's going, no! And he's hitting the table and he's holding his head. And then every once in a while he did the thing where he just put his hands over his head and looked down in stunned shock. 
It was so funny to at one point when we said something, he goes, oh, fuck you Giant fans hiring a stupid special teams fucking head coach. Just started just saying stuff out loud, just totally projecting his anger on us, which was so funny. And then and then watching the acceptance. And then when he watched the acceptance of his Baltimore Ravens losing, he just started eating and felt better. And we were crying laughing. It was hilarious. Um Oh, shout out to Vladimir Camano being on the new CBS show, Tommy. Check Vlad out. Vlad, uh, we were all watching the game and we were just laughing. It was a great time at the stand on Saturday night. I'm not going to lie. We had a really good time. Um, my picks for the NFC Championship game. Green Bay Packers going into San Francisco. I just don't think anybody's going to beat San Francisco with that defensive line. Uh, I really just don't. I think as long as Jimmy G doesn't make any big mistakes, which I don't think he'll make because they have running backs that can make plays and control the clock. Um, so I think they'll protect his mistakes by running the ball and that amazing defense they have. I'm taking the Niners uh, in that game. I think the Niners win that game um, by, I would say, between three and six points. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. Would not be shocked if it was more than that. And the AFC Championship game, the Tennessee Titans going into Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs. After they were down 24-0 to come back and win, it's going to be hard to pick against them. It's going to be hard to pick against a team. But um, the Tennessee Titans are coming in truly with house money. Never thought they'd get this far. Beating the Patriots on the road. Beating the 14-2 Ravens on the road. Uh, they have Derrick Henry, who's a horse. They could give him the ball. Um, the quarterback is playing fantastic. I really don't know about this game. Andy Reid has not won the big one. This is going to be tough. But I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to win the game. They're home. I think they got the scare of the playoffs that they were going to get, and they overcame it. I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to have a big day. I think the defense is going to have a big day. And I think the Tennessee Titans Cinderella dark horse run comes to an end in Kansas City. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs win the game by 10 or more. There you go. The Kansas City Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. That is my pick. And um, we'll see what happens with that. Movies, guys, I'm trying, I gotta be honest with you. I am trying to do everything in my power to see Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker, and I just can't bring myself to it. I don't know why. I've watched clips. I like Joaquin Phoenix. I, you know, I just, the dancing and the, you know, the making the faces and the crazy guy into the dark, you know, the the nice guy who's lonely, then into the Joker, then into darkness. I just, there's something, I don't know what it is. And I don't mean to be disrespectful because I, I know the performance, what he did, but I just, I don't know. I just don't know. So maybe I'm going to one day be up and just put it on and watch it like I did with uh, the other movies, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and all that stuff. Um, but as far as movies, I'm waiting. I'm, if I see the Joker, I'll let you guys know. I just want to say this. Adam Sandler is a true class act. He's a super nice guy. I have, I know people that know him that are friends with him and 
every single thing that I've heard from multiple friends of mine who were friends with him say that he's just the best. He doesn't have anything bad to say about anybody. And I got to tell you something. I believe that now because how he handled the Oscars snub, just kind of congratulating the other people and joking about it and saying whatever. Guys, he was phenomenal in Uncut Gems. Phenomenal. Deserved some sort of recognition. And so did the movie. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And um, there you go. So I, as the way I look at it, he got snubbed. Um, makes me want to watch the movie more and make more people see the movie just to see how great of an actor uh, he truly is and what he did in that movie. So check that out. There you go, guys. I'm done. It's time to do plugs. Um, I'm going to be putting out some a advertisements for my shows coming up. But guys, um, February 4th, well, uh, January 24th. It's already sold out, I believe. But January, I'm sorry, January 27th. January 27th, I will be on the, um, I'm honored, honored to be on the showcase. Uh, I don't know what we're doing. We're doing 10, 12 minutes or whatever, but just honored to be on the Patrice O'Neill, the 8th Annual Patrice O'Neill Benefit at the New York City Center um, at 7 o'clock, I believe, January 27th. The lineup is incredible. Um, just so many great comedians on it, and I'm truly honored. I opened for Patrice multiple times. I've talked about him on the show, so I'll be doing that January 27th. February 4th, guys, come to the stand, live TVE podcast with none other than Dom Lombardozzi, Fat Tony Salerno and the Irishman, and just amazing actor all around, The Wire, you know, Power, everything. Um, check him out. He just did an episode of Magnum P.I. in Hawaii, and um, he's just great with what he does. And De Niro gave him his break and loves him, and that's why uh, he continues to, to just shine. He's the best. So check that out. 7.30, February 4th. Tickets are going fast upstairs at the stand. Go get those right away. Um, and then I will be um, March. Uh, what is it? March 5th? Yeah. I will be in... Um, Levity Live in March, and I will also be at Magoobies in Baltimore in March. All of those are on paulverzi.com, so check those out. I will let you guys know where and when I'm going to be performing um, in Los Angeles. And uh, for other dates in New York City leading up to these road dates, you could check out paulverzi.com for all the dates. Thank you guys so much. Please submit your unacceptables to unacceptablesfortve at gmail. I will talk to you guys on 433. Get those tickets for the live one at the stand February 4th. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.